Chuck, Chuck, we in the building. All right. Room 19 podcast is a weekly podcast about Elise and Alex's relationship while serving the United States Air Force and being a military spouse and DOD Army civilian. The podcast opens the door to the Williams marriage as they discuss their experience over the past 12 years and counting. The purpose of these weekly conversations is to not to tell people what they should do or portray that Alex and Lise have it all figured out. Instead, the intent is to provide content that opens the door to building healthy relationships among couples, family, friends, co-workers, or whatever ship you are in. Welcome to a new episode of Room 19 Podcast. What's up? Welcome to Room 19. I am your host, Alexander Williams, with my uh, beautiful, amazing wife, Elise Williams. Hello. Hey, fam. And we are here. We are ready to pod. We're ready to get to it. Um, man, it's been a week. It's been a week. It has. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks, but it's it's awesome to get back on here and, and just get to it, man. Just talk. You know, we we I think we we had a conversation that it was just when we when we do these things, you know, sharing content. You know, we're kind of falling into this space where everybody's sharing what they're dealing with, showing sharing what the, what's going on and. So, you know, I, I don't want to get so caught up in sharing that we don't share what's real, share what's genuine. But then we also have to like kind of, I guess what, curate like our, our process. Yeah. If, you, if we figure we are, out who we are, like figure out what, <laughs> what it the is. process is. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, cause... you can get caught up looking at everybody else. And, and I was telling at least I said, man, everything is so trendy right now. Like. You can you can really categorize whatever you're looking at on social media, like in four ways, you know, the informational, inspirational, sexual or funny. It's like four different categories. And that's all that's really that's going on right now. But outside of that, it's like, you know, if you don't fit those categories, then what are you doing? So, you know, we were trying to figure it out, figure out who we are, figure out what we're doing. I think we I think we got a good good gist of it but it's still an ongoing process that i'm i'm enjoying so far i don't know about you yeah basically we want to give you good content and yeah. not just give you puff pieces to make uh, you feel good to get listeners because again what is it nine months ago this was just a thought yeah, yeah, and to be able to push thought. it out and do it and um be consistent is the thing that exactly. we want to do with good content because right. we had content to push out but it wasn't up to the standards that we no. Alex's standards, because um, he's the one that listens back to everything to make sure we're just right just before we push stuff out. So yeah. then it, it got put to the wayside and we needed to have a conversation about what is the direction of Room 19 moving forward, even though during our break, we did that too as well. But yeah. we had life going on and right. a lot of pieces that stuff had to sit by the wayside. Mm-hmm. So all in all, we're happy to be back. We're happy oh, yeah. to talk. We're happy... To just discuss what we got going on. Um, I do want to give Alex a shout out. <laughs> what? Me? Because <laughs> Alex was at her, um, helping out in another unit. So he was at the Pentagon, like big boy status. He was there for about what, eight, nine months. Yeah. And he came back to his other job with open arms. Welcome. During his PT test, he got an award. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought we was gonna put this to bed. No, no, <laughs> this is gonna make it on air. This, this, this oh shall make God. it. Oh um, he got an award that was sitting in my front seat last Thursday. No, this Thursday because you had to bring it back because yeah. you only get it for a week. Yeah. So 
he really didn't PT with his um, current unit that you guys were in because of COVID. So yeah, like, yeah. but they did, they, most of them have Peloton. So we are, at, well, we, as an Alex, we have a Peloton and we get on the Peloton. So once he found out map people in his unit had Pelotons, they all just rode together during COVID. Yeah. So they didn't really get to PT with him. So he came home with an award that A, he was souped about because he told me about it. So like before I can even get in the car he was like i got an award today and i was like oh that's dope what was the award alex so since you want to you want to take it there but don't want to provide the real information that was the real information let me so i've been i was away for a little bit for like what like i said eight months but during that time i was working out by myself so my schedule was very inconsistent like i would have to pick either work out in the morning work out in the afternoon whatever so I finally get back to my unit and they PT once a week. Well, we meet once a week. And so when we meet, we got a PT. So I come back, you know, I'm not out of shape or anything like no, that. No, not at all. But I sweat. Like I sweat. Like I, I don't, I can't explain it. I sweat standing still. I sweat in the coolest place. My nose just starts sweating. I can't help it. I just start sweating. So Given the fact that we're doing PT, I'm going to sweat, even if it's not that hard. But to them, seeing me for the first time and seeing me sweat, they're like, oh, my gosh, you're working so hard. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, you're giving such a great effort. Uh, it, and so it almost felt like they felt bad for me. And, and then... And then you got the the leadership talking junk, like, see, that's what happens when you up at the Pentagon and you ain't working out and you doing da 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 da, and then you come work out with us. And so now you you know, so now they felt bad, and I get this award that's called the Hercules <laughs> Hercules Award, Hercules Hercules, and I'm like, man. So I I wasn't I wasn't necessarily souped, but I was kind of like, all right, whatever. Because the reason for it was y'all felt bad for me because I looked like I was out of shape. Like, I was like, nah, that's all right. But I took it anyway, so. Yes, he did. It was sitting in the front seat of the car. I was actually supposed to give it back uh, last week, but I forgot. Um, Where is it? It's in the office. Oh, I was going to say, it's not in the car. Yeah, so like every every Thursday, there's a new, uh, like a PTL, a physical training leader. Uh, who leads the training and so they'll send out like the workout for the for that day and they sent the workout uh this past week man i knew i just knew just off reading it i was gonna be drenched in sweat i couldn't even i was like it's nothing i can do about it and so sure enough i come out and like i'm hearing the comments like oh my god there you go here you go here you go i'm like man but now it's good though it's good to be back like for those who you know not even military wise but like when you work in a place where you're isolated for so long and then you go back to where you like there's people i miss it like i i I enjoy teleworking for the purpose that it that it serves and it gives us an opportunity to kind of have a little bit of freedom and doing things that we need to do as a family Mm -hmm. but i miss being around people man like i miss it and I didn't realize how much how much I missed it until we went we went back. Oh my god, he was an officer for oh everybody. My I ain't getting no work done that day. I was talking <laughs> to everybody. I'm having full blown out conversations. We having you know it, it felt good though. You just you know hey you you got lunch you got lunch yet? All right, I got you man. I'm gonna go get lunch right now. I got you. Don't worry about it. like just stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you man. went and got somebody gumbo and hey, then man, and then didn't it, didn't even bring that home, but talked about how good hey, it was. That gumbo, that gumbo at where I work at, it, it's every Thursday and the gumbo. 
Man, that man been working there since, I don't know, he's been working there since I've been there, and that's been 2016. And, like, he is known for, like, his his dishes and things like that, and his gumbo was just... So when I got there, I think when I walked in at 11, because you got to get there early, I get there at 11, that man had already sold 10 cups of gumbo, and the gumbo ain't big. It's like little bitty cups, but everybody getting them. So he sold, like, 10 cups to one person. And then another person came in and it took like five. So I'm over here trying to get my little two gumbo cups. And it was just crazy. He he was scraping the bottom of the bowl or the of the uh of the kennel to to get that piece for me. But but it, it just felt good. It just feels good to be back and be around people and um, you know, be, to, to kind of have that camaraderie. And I think it's needed though. Like I think this, you know, COVID and you know, with all these other things that are going on have really put a, a stint in how we see working and yeah. things like that. And people people now are more comfortable with being at home. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to pivot at this point because I, I want to talk about my job is 100% affected by the great resignation, uh, 100%. So um, I work in the child care field, and we are losing people like – I don't even know, like, like crazy at this point. And we are not retaining – we are not retaining people quick enough to replace the people that we're losing and the people that we're losing have been here for years. And so we like, it's, it's just crazy. So like for me, how I personally been affected by it is that my center that I, I am a facility director at is closed right now due to HVAC issues. So the risk of being furloughed, I got moved to another position that is equipped, equ- equal to um, the position I was in. So I kind of just slid over into an open vacancy because we had some. So I've been in this position, I don't even know, um, since February. So I'm, I'm getting my bearings, learning my new position and moving and grooving like I need to. But I'm still affected by the great resignation because I had all my people's health in one area right now and everybody's leaving. Like I've done so many references in this last three months that I'm like, what is going on? And like, I need to change. I need to change mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's hard work watching children all day, but we are NAF employees. So we're different from GS because GS gets their money from Congress and we get our money by parent fees. So if we do not have parent fees, we do not get paid. And then during COVID, we were only closed for about three months. Everybody before they pushed us all to come back to work. So we got to telework. I think getting a sniff of teleworking kind of, ru- <laughs> kind of ruined it for everybody yeah. because it was proven that even though you watch children, you can still telework because there's still things you have to do. So, for instance, you still have training, got lesson plans and and army training and then children training and then all these requirements that you have to meet on top of you watching children for eight to eight hours a day, in a sense. So with all of that being said, it, it's hard because now people are like, there's better out there for me, mm-hmm. or I don't have to work because we had all that money coming in, mm-hmm. which affected my demographic because a lot of them got that money, like that childcare credit, mm-hmm. most of my employees got it. Um, the COVID money, they got that too. Yeah. And then just trying to, the exposures are like, ramping up it's like popcorn and as soon as one room gets it it's like another room pop 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 Mm -hmm. and you're like how do you keep people safe because we have been in position that even like our child we got COVID from our baby yeah our first interaction into COVID was from our our he just turned one yeah and then it was just like what do you do to keep him safe luckily I was blessed to have family that was able to keep him 
for the whole flu season. And then he went back around May, March, May. Yeah. So he was out for a couple months. Um, and then we came back, but it's just like, it's the unvaccinated population. Mm. And then they started requiring that you get, um, your COVID vaccine to work there. And a lot of people mm. don't want to do that either. So yeah. they started leaving. So, the great resignation I keep hearing about and I keep reading about wasn't a thing. But now for me personally, it is a thing. So to answer you wanting to be around people, it means something, but it's hard to see the people that you have been with for years leaving and not because they're leaving because they want to, they're leaving out of necessity for their sanity because they can't take it. Right. And it's like, how do you recover from this? Because a, they're leaving because the school system is popping right now because mm-hmm. everybody left the school system. So now they made it open for my staff to go over there because they're paying more. Yeah. So now we're having conversations about we need to match pay with, um, with schools, with the with school, school and offer a better employee discount. But how do you do that when you're in a deficit because you were budgeted out a certain amount of money and you didn't meet that quota? Because we are a nonprofit, so we're supposed to break even. Right. But we are not breaking even. So they make yeah. that very clear that, you know, we're in a hole, a certain amount of money, and we need to fix it. And But you still need to progress because you still have kids. You need to buy stuff. You know, we've been bleaching stuff, so stuff is getting ruined quicker. But it's like I'm I'm hurt because, like, people are moving on, which I understand. But it's affect the kids in a sense because we're not bringing in quality people in the, in the rate that we should be and mm-hmm. that we were pre-COVID. Right. No, I, I th- and I think that's a key thing that you just spoke on, like the quality of the care for the children. It's going to it's going to change because the people are not there to do what, you know, they, they can do or what's required. Yeah. And we're just taking whatever we can at this point. And I think that's the thing that we deal with in the military is this hurry up and wait type of mindset where we have an influx of so much and then. We take it, I don't necessarily say we take it for granted, but we don't really value it as much as we should. And then we just say, oh, we don't need all this. We just let all this go. And then before you know it, we like, hold on, wait, we need it all back again. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, and that's something that, you know, I've only been in for 13 years, but even talking to the vets and talking to the people who have retired and been in this game way longer than I have, they, you know, they always say like, oh, here we go again. You know, don't worry about it. Don't stress it. It's just, it's just part of the process, depending on the regime, depending on the leadership that's in the office, we're either going to influx or we're going to downsize. And it's always something that they pick to, or not say say pick, but it's something that causes that, that downsize or that influx to happen. And in this case, it's COVID. Like one of the biggest things that we're dealing with now is there's a lot of people who are being discharged because they have chosen not to take the, uh, the COVID vaccination. Mm-hmm. And what, it's very interesting for me is, you know, there's nothing on these people's records that indicate that they're a problem to society. They're not, there's no disciplinary actions. There's no issues. Like they've been model airmen, model uh, people, but they just chosen not to take the vaccination and it's like ruining their careers. And like everybody's just getting kicked out with no justification. Now, granted, the, the AFI and the rules state, you have to take it. Like this is mandated. You have to take yeah, it. There's nothing here. else. There's nothing else you can do about it. And so people are either accepting their fate and saying, you know what, whatever, I'm out. But with that out, it's almost seems like you're getting a black eye for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, I, I chose not to take it, but you're going to literally take everything away from me. So that's one of the biggest things that is a big issue but right that, now. That almost topic. happened to you too. 
How? Let's let's go back to you being in the honor guard and you were supposed to do your new assignment and they had that new position available that I'm trying to think of what it was. It was something about space. It was like um but you didn't get picked up. To no, do it. it was um, um what was the no, position? It was no that was a four in. So that was that was medical. Yes, yeah. but you had the opportunity to go that route instead of going into the your MOU? uh afsc afsc i'm sorry are you good um but you didn't do it but then what ended up happening is all those people who went into that field all got let go remember no because that was but that was during that time where that's what i'm saying but you were saying that you weren't affected for from it but you could have been oh yeah because you were trying to push to get into that job i can't think of the job i'm just talking about it's it's a it was like a four in i forgot what it's like technically called but it was basically you're like a medical person yeah like you know like a nurse almost but there's because because of the medical side there's so many other qualifications and certifications that you have to get before you can even be assigned to a base so Mm -hmm. you're going through tech school you're going through all this training and you have to pass it based on like national and regional boards and if you don't pass it then you're done and i think that was the time you guys, we, the Air Force was downsizing. Yeah, and everybody was getting those pink slips. And like, and not just on the medical side, but mm-hmm. it was also um, like aircraft maintenance, yeah. like different specific aircraft uh, aircrafts were like, you know, being cut down. And those guys were being consolidated into different AFSCs. And some of them were just like, nah, bro, I'm not taking this. And because they chose not to, they got out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I mean, you know, benefited from it. For, for for a certain ex- to a certain extent in terms of going back to school or going back and you know doing what they needed to do but it was it was rough and so like you see it again i think covid is kind of the, the 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 reason to it but you know i think that's just part of the process and and just being able to you know figure out what's best for you and your family yeah that's hard but figuring out the new norm yeah because Everybody's like, oh, COVID is not real. We're going back outside. But COVID is real. Yeah. And I I see it, especially at my job. Because it's not going nowhere. It's, again, the unvaccinated population. They just came, yeah. out with, came out with a shot for children under five, which we won't get into how we feel about it because right. we do have a child under five. Right. But some parents are choosing to do it and some parents aren't. So based on that choice, you're still affecting everybody. And then the vaccine is only good for what? three or six months yeah six months and then if you're outside that six month window you're now susceptible to it so that's another thing that we get into at my job as far as who gets to quarantine and who doesn't and is it on the company's dime or is it on your own own dime and then you have to fight which a lot of people are trying to do right now with workers comp trying to fight that i got it at work but it's very hard to prove that you got it at work Mm -hmm. because what does your outside life look like yes you may have been exposed but what was the exposure period from your time to their time to your time to catching it so all all that stuff gets sent up to our worker comp people and they work that out and whatever the chips may fall. But it's a lot more worker comp cases being submitted mm-hmm. um, for COVID. It's a lot more people who are fearful. But then there's some people who couldn't w- wait to rip their mask off mm-hmm. and just like, like, I'm so sick of this. And then we have parents who are upset, too, as well, that their kids have to wear a mask and they don't believe in it to the point where... um they're they're not understanding that this is a bigger purpose. So, like, right. we're getting a lot of things that parents don't understand you also have people who just don't say nothing like they'll have have covid and they will still come and still come to work push through and and then don't realize how much that affects other people and you can see 
the divide at yeah. work. You can see the people who who keep their mask on that don't play around with it. Um, and then you see people who are just out free. And and either way, I mean, and we talked about this from from a from a health standpoint and from a a faith standpoint. Either way, you have to protect yourself. Absolutely. Even, whether you believe it or not, you still got to have faith in the end. So we operate in a in a I guess common sense space mm-hmm. of okay if there's a lot of people around and it's really really he- he- heavily populated and we don't know these people we'll then we, we put on. a mask on um if we're around family and things like that and even and not just like family family but family that we see every day we know where they move how they move and how they get down then we then we kind of can relax a little bit and, and, and it and it varies you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things that you really have to just you got to really you know kind of test it and see like it's hard but and it's, then it's hard when half your family wears mask and then the other half yeah don't. like you i'm don't not gonna to talk do. i'm not gonna talk about who in this family does and who is not because we listen, have a couple average mask wearers in this listen, house I, and then, be, i'm not afraid to admit it i don't wear my mask <laughs> he i don't does not. i don't so I, I just it's counterproductive it if like Three of us are like avid mask wearers, and then you got two out here minus the baby who who's not of age. He don't yet. count. He don't count. But, but he's a carrier too. Listen, so we got three who wear it and three who no, don't. And typically, really, the three who don't are the ones who bring it. Oh yeah. Okay. I was about to say it's three of us who just don't like. Yes. If like if if I if um who is this? Me, Isaiah, and Xavier. We just don't wear the mask. No. And, and, and Isaiah the, will. No, he'll Azaz- bring it. He'll Azaz- bring it, will not. and they'll bring it. But I know for sure when they go to school, they're taking those masks off. They, yeah. There's no way you're wearing that mask all day. Ezekiel is the only one who will wear his mask and he don't play about it. Me and it, 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 no, you too. But I'm saying out of the boys. But what's what's what sucked, and you know we and this is this is the thing about being in that space where and I'm I'm so grateful we have just great leadership because you don't you don't you don't uh, especially when it comes to family. A lot of leadership don't understand how to deal with the dynamics of family and things yeah. like that. So the fact that we have great leadership is I such have a place. Super, super good supervisor. You know. So um we dropped the kids off. So um we do our summer tour. And again, this is the reason why we took a break, because uh, we had to deal with this situation. So um the kids went to South Carolina to go be with Alex's parents. His grandmother just moved down with his dad, so it was super cool. They got to hang out with Mimi, um, Paw Paw and Grandma. Mm-hmm. And they got to live their best life so they got picked up from south carolina they came home for a week and then that following friday i think i left friday i left to go bring them to connecticut to go be with my parents they do the grandparent tour that we talk about every summer mm-hmm. <laughs> so no i think i left saturday morning because i was tired so saturday i left no yeah saturday i got up there dropped them off left sunday morning, morning. because yep. they went to lake compound if you never heard of it it's kind of like a six flags in connecticut it's like a big to do yeah, like that's a like a park. theme park yeah. um so they went to lake compound my mom said was hey Ezekiel doesn't look good and i'm like okay i'm mean, like he's probably fine allergies they don't really go to um like we don't go to amusement parks so i was thinking maybe vertigo yeah. um from the roller coasters cuz they they're now tall enough to get on roller coasters so that's what we thought it was so monday i get to work um i'm chill. i get to work i'm at work too yeah so he's at work i'm at work the baby's in daycare the kids are in connecticut i'm at the computer 
chilling. My mom is texting me like, hey, DQ doesn't look good. He's saying that his whole body hurts. And I'm like, okay, that seems off. And then they're like, I think he may have COVID. And I was like, there's no way. Out of all the people out in the whole the people, entire world, Zeke don't play Ezekiel wears his mask everywhere. So there's no type, there's no way that he got COVID. So by nine o'clock, because I got to work at 730, I was only at work for two hours, seven, nine o'clock, my uh, mom calls back and was like, yeah, I think he has COVID. And we're taking him to the emergency room. And I said, oh my gosh. So I call out. No, I, th- I think I hit you up on Teams. Yeah. Because you can't have your phone. So I hit you up on Teams and I'm like, hey, I think Zeke has COVID. We, I got to go. And then you're like, come get me. I'll go too. Which, again, <laughs> it made no sense why we did this. But okay, fine. So then I call my chief because she's the only one that's there. So like my middle chain are all on leave. So yeah. the only person that's there is my chief. So I call my chief and I'm like, hey, my son has um, is it going to the emergency room. He's saying that he can't walk and have trouble breathing. I have to go. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, well, drive safe. Where are they? I was like, oh, he's in Connecticut. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Okay, just drive safe. Do what you got to do. So I briefed my team before I dip out. I'm like, hey, guys, I got to go. Everybody knows my kids. So they're like, Who, which one is it? And I'm like, it's Ezekiel. No, not Zeke. I'm like, I'm like, okay, guys, like, don't stress me out. Let me go. Mm-hmm. So... I grab the baby, I get in the car, I drive 30 minutes, pick up Alex, and then we're off. So we drive up to um, Connecticut, and then, um, yeah, we get there. So the thing about Connecticut is that we don't have central air. It's not a thing. Did your homes have central air? Uh, I believe so. Everyone? That you've been in? Every one that I've been in, I think we've had the AC was like popping. Okay. Well, my parents were the only owners of their house and they built their house um, back in like the 90s. So like the whole street, only a couple people had central air because in Connecticut, the temperatures don't get that hot. Like mm. the highest you get is like 80 something. It's not worth the price. It's not. So no. you just put like a window unit in and you keep you keep it moving. Yeah. So my parents' house, they don't have AC, um, like central air. We have units, and then you can put in different rooms. As soon as we got to the house, the heat hit me, and my whole <laughs> attitude changed. <laughs> my whole attitude changed. This is what happens when you get bougie and you get AC I, in your And house. I never I never had central air. It's never been an issue. Like, I'm the type of person that doesn't like central. I don't like the AC on in my car. And, like, I will have the AC on and my windows down. And it kills Alex because he's like, what are we doing here? And I was like, I only have the AC on in the car for you guys. But if it was me and I didn't have a Zayden in the car, I would have my windows down yeah. because that's how I grew up. My first introduction to central air was living on bowling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we could turn the air on and off. Mind blown. So instantly got attitude. I, he was like, we're going to stay a couple hours. Let the shopping. No, we didn't last more than like 45 minutes. Listen, in the, in- <laughs> now, mind you, who drove? Who drove up there? I did. Did you drive up there? I did. What's up, fam? Thank you for listening to episode 15, Soul Food Part 1. Tune in next week as we continue our discussion with episode 16, Soul Food Part 2. Until next time, peace.